I'm gonna look up Cambodia right now because I want to make sure I'm not like <laughs> totally mistaken. Uh, not Cambodia, Cambodia. Look at, look at this. They got like, I'm getting like Avatar temples, you? you know, like 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 uh, <laughs> like, like the kind of the vibe. Oh, okay. Yeah. You ever seen last Actually, year? Temple, or not Temple Run. Um, Temple Run. Temple Run. <laughs> the Angelina Jolie movie. Um, Tomb Raider. Yes, they shot it there. Oh, what? yeah, yeah. And I, I love went, me. I oh. went to the to the to the temple that she was. What? That, that was there. Yeah. I love Tomb Raider. Dude, I was just playing. Yeah, Tomb he was playing Tomb Raider when I got here. <laughs> That's great. This Halloween, Mark rises from his grave to take revenge. On? And it's a movie coming out. Oh man, I'm so excited! I'm Mark. I want I wanted, you to, I wanted you to do something with it. I'm, I I I was going to for a second, but I wanted to wanted you to finish. That was awesome. Okay. Anyways, that was amazing. Mark's dead again. Haha. Ha. I gotta I gotta find a way to make sure that everyone knows you're dead at the beginning of every episode we do now. I actually like that one. I'll give you props to that one. Okay. Uh, How you doing, well, Mark? I'm doing good, man. I'm I'm glad that we're back here. We we had a string of weeks where we weren't recording, so it's nice to be back and 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 getting to record with people again. How that's are very you? true. I'm doing doing chill. Hey, that's good. Doing I, chill. I work at nine tomorrow. Ooh, really? I don't, I don't want to. Dang. I hate I hate morning stuff. You say that you stopped like you made sure that you weren't going if you were working you weren't gonna wake up the same time as you did when you were back in school. Like yeah, seven yeah. o'clock. Oh well, six o'clock, dude. Six oh yeah. yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, that was that was, that's with with school with work. Um, they don't give a shit. They'll <laughs> they'll schedule me whenever they can. Um, by this point, um, I think me and Thomas will be uh, done with the first half of the Marvel franchise reviews that we've been doing. Um, we're kind of taking a break off of it because it is really hard. It's to killing do. us slowly. Um, we are. Painfully. It it it's really hard to to watch them again and see how they're not that good anymore <laughs> or just in general just taking two hours of our time every week to just see them it's rough it's rough yeah especially because some of them just aren't very good yeah oh yeah almost every single one of them so far haven't been that good well uh, anyways yeah who's your guest today mark our guest today is a person i haven't seen in over six years which is crazy uh we did a Wait, show six years they said you went to high school together no no oh oh you went to oxa Gateway. Gateway. You see, you, sh you should have let me finish. You should I probably should have, yeah. You know, we're just going to keep all that. Yeah, six years. Uh, we used to, we did a show together uh, around St. Cloud uh, called Peter Pan, um, and that's how we uh, got to know each other. This is Perina Valentina. How are you doing? I'm doing well, guys. Thanks for having me. Of course. Thanks of for coming. Course. Um, <laughs> it's always it was always great um, to also bring somebody um, that I know and Thomas doesn't, you know, cause we always get to just meet new people and stuff like mm -hmm. that. Um, can you explain to me a little bit about what you do? I know you said you do inner, is it international studies? Am I? Yeah. So studies? I just graduated from Florida international university in Miami, uh, in August. And yeah, I studied international relations, um, focused on like international development. Mm. So looking at how to, you know, expand access to education to students in developing countries, um, reducing poverty, um, all of that stuff is really what gets me going. <laughs> was there was there a favorite thing you learned about in that class? Um, that's a good question. I think like in general, something that really like draws my attention is that um, 
in the past 20 years or so, there's actually been like a decline, like in, in poverty rates worldwide, mm-hmm. um, which is which is good. But I mean, there's still definitely a lot of work to be done. And I think especially in the context of COVID, a lot yeah. of those um, achievements that have been made in reducing poverty and getting access to education for students, mm-hmm. you know, they're all kind of at risk right now. Yeah. So it's a good time to kind of um, have had that mm-hmm. knowledge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so that's the, the, the major you went for? International yeah. studies, and so mm-hmm. why did you pick that one? Um, well, I was born in Venezuela, so uh, a lot of my family is still over there, um, and so growing up for me, you know, it, we always talked about kind of like what was happening in, um, you know, in our home country, and and what led us here to the United States, and then um, growing up just hearing about all of that stuff really made me interested in wanting to le- learn more about why certain countries um, do better than others, mm, you okay. know? Um, and then my senior year of high school, you know, in the college application process, I honestly wasn't sure I was going to go to FIU. Like FIU was like probably my last choice. Yeah. Um, and then just the way that things turned out, um, I got a really good financial aid package from them. Oh, and okay. Miami okay. is the place to be. That's where Dexter took place. Oh. Oh, really? I had no idea. Did you see, you've seen Dexter? <laughs> no, I haven't, but yeah. I didn't know it took place it in Miami. It takes place in Miami, and there's wow. murders all the time. Honestly. Oh, dang. Like, what, is that true? Uh, As a person, uh, have you seen some crazy <laughs> stuff? I have in? not seen any murders personally. Have you seen some crazy stuff? Have you happen? done any murders been... personally? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Not, not yet. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, hopefully never. Right. There were five more minutes talking to us, and then one of us will be there. <laughs> off air. She'll tell us. Have, um, have you seen some crazy things happen in Miami? Yeah, I mean, honestly, the three years that I was there, crazy stuff happened. I mean, my first semester of college, we that was I think that was like Hurricane Maria, um, mm-hmm. so we had to like all evacuate and go back home. So, um, you know, we think that hurricanes are a big deal in central Florida, but they're like a huge deal in Miami, right? Mm -hmm. Because the city Mm -hmm. literally floods. Um, And then I think my second year was when like the the bridge, they were constructing a bridge um, over this like um, FIU is like on 8th Street and 107th. It's like one of the busiest uh, streets in Miami. Um, And so they were building like a pedestrian highway because there's like student complexes across Mm -hmm. the street. Um, And it like collapsed in the middle of like. Oh, damn. Yeah, in the middle of traffic. And uh, there was a student from FIU that passed away. Wow. Yeah. So there's definitely been like um, some interest. I mean, some really sad things that have happened, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, But. In terms of like crazy people, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen anything like. That's just like Florida. Florida's got crazy. Yeah. Florida's oh, yeah. just in general. We have a dense population of insane people. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, we have reputation. Like mm-hmm. yeah, we we gotta people. uphold the reputation. Wait, which also is crazy too, because the amount of things that we get on the news of things happening in Florida. A lot of the times we don't. I mean, the people who we have had on and and our experiences, we've never really seen anything too crazy. But that's that's what's 
weird about it. It's like it's behind cur- curtains. Yeah. So we don't see the crazy stuff yeah. happen, but we see it on the news. So yeah. Very, very weird. It's like you know, a Florida man. Like, yeah. I mean, I've never met a Florida man personally, oh. you know, but I know they're out there because of like the stories that yeah. I read. It's so <laughs> weird. So weird. And I'll be hearing on the news. Why didn't I hear about this first? And, yeah. and then we get crapped on on voting, yeah. like election, every, every, every Just four everything years. possible. All the times, bro. It's always, and then everybody's waiting for us. And I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. what do you want me to do? <laughs> mm-hmm. But that's fantastic. So you, you, that was three years. Over, yeah. Okay. And you yeah. just graduated. Yeah. I graduated is it, early. is it, is it normally three years that it takes? Uh, it's to normally do? four years. Did yeah. You, did you like double Were up you, on classes and stuff? Yeah. So I took classes like every summer oh. just because mm. I, I just really enjoyed like school. Oh. Um, okay. I wish I and had. And also the financial aid refunds would come in mm-hmm. if I took classes. Um, and then. I just, you know, the pandemic happened and I had to go back home in March. Um, and online classes just aren't for me. Mm-hmm. And since I was already finished with my degree, I was just like, let me just try to get into the workforce and see what comes next. Um, mm. so. so actually, that was a question. So what were you trying to do? Because you were going to graduate in August in general anyway, right? Before the pandemic? I actually didn't know. So oh. I... I was kind of mixed between like graduating early or staying the full four years um, because I had like a, I had a full ride scholarship. Uh-huh. So it was it was nice to not have to worry about like paying for classes. Um, but I felt like because I did like these summer classes and like I felt like I got everything that I needed uh-huh. in those three years. So I was like, you know, staying an extra semester, an extra two semesters when I could just be, I don't know, like working or interning or, or, or prepping for grad school or, or whatever, you know, it just seemed like a better use of my time. Um, cause I knew the pandemic wasn't going to be like, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. a few weeks. Like I knew this was going to be for yeah. the long run. Um, so I just kind of took a leap of faith and I was like, I, you know, there's a lot of talk about like 2020 graduates and like the middle of the pandemic. Um, and I was like, it's okay. Yeah. I yeah. can do it. You we'll, know? We'll, we'll get through it. Yeah. Yeah. We'll yeah. Through it, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I just kind of went for it. Mm-hmm. And so you said you were from Venezuela, right? Mm-hmm. When did you move to America? Uh, when I was a year old. So I mean, Ooh, I guess okay. mm-hmm. I guess I I, I, sh- I always say like, yeah, I, I'm from Venezuela. I mean, I was born in Venezuela, you know, like yeah. and I was raised um, here in Kissimmee. Um, but you know, I grew up speaking Spanish at home. Like, I mm-hmm. feel like my my cultural roots are still. For very sure. very much mm-hmm. intact i um, think they definitely show up over time i think as i've gotten older i've sort of more like embraced it not that i never did i just i'm just much older and more like i kind of want to now mm-hmm. like there's more of a sense to want to. so i'm assuming it's the same thing for you just more like embracing it yeah as you've gotten older. Yeah. yeah and especially like in college right um like studying what i was studying it just like i really wanted to know about like the dynamics of like mm-hmm like what's happening in Venezuela right now and and how it's impacted like the world because it really has I mean it's really impacted kind of like mm-hmm. relations between like the U.S. and South American countries mm. and there's like competition with China and Russia and yeah, you know, yeah. all this stuff so mm-hmm. it's it's been it's been interesting what's been your, like your favorite class that you've had to take so far um I took this class my second semester of my freshman year called uh, The Challenges of Refugees and Migrants um, with a professor, Dr. Washington, who became like my mentor throughout college. Um, Aside from the fact that her class was really interesting, Mm -hmm. she's an amazing professor and has been like 
kind of like I call her like my school like mom because I mm. she was the professor like I would go to all the time and just rant. Um, and she's been awesome. So that's fantastic. Yeah. Um, I think on on both ends, right? Like moving away from Kissimmee was something that like was really impactful for me. Um, I'm the youngest in my family. I'm the only girl. And so it was like definitely really challenging like to convince my parents to let me go to Miami. Like they were mm-hmm. super, super scared of, you know, little me being in Miami yeah, yeah, yeah. myself. Because yeah. um, of all the murders, yeah. yeah exactly. exactly. Right? Florida man. Scary place to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so that was really my first time like being away from home, you know, and being being independent um, and being able to like fend for myself and this and advocate for myself. So definitely that, like, having the ability to advocate for myself is something that, like, I don't think I would have been able to do if I had stayed at home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, super thankful for that. And then in terms of my academics, um, yeah, I mean, obviously I've learned a lot about um, IR and about, like, my future career, like, plans and my goals, but... I feel like I also became a lot more confident in my ability to like speak on these topics. Mm. When I was in high school, like I knew I, I had a passion for like helping people and like international related things, but I never felt like I could like have a position and like talk mm. about it. I just didn't know enough, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So through like the things that I was involved with in college um, and just, I don't know, taking a chance on myself and speaking up and just... Mm-hmm developing that confidence um that's something super invaluable too and and i don't think i again like i don't know if it that comes with just like growing up or if it comes with like leaving home and also learning how to fend for yourself and Mm -hmm. i don't know um but it's like i don't know it's it's just a really really Mm -hmm. important step for me my freshman year of college I went to Cambodia and Thailand and Vietnam through like a study abroad trip um, oh. at FIU and that I think that trip was really what inspired me to move towards like the development space um, in education mm. um, and so that was incredible that trip I always talk about that trip um, and then through the model UN program I also got the opportunity to like travel around the US and compete at conferences um, hosted by like all these major like schools. You and know? What, was how, the, what was the competition? Yeah, how does exactly? that work? So, Model UN, at least in the collegiate level, um, essentially like FIU has a team, like, and from mm-hmm. that team, like, we have a travel team. So, the travel team is like made up of the, the individuals that like go to the conferences and there are simulations of different organizations. So, like, um, usually the United Nations. So you mm-hmm. have, like, the GA, the General Assemblies, and then it's, like, SOCUM, which is the Social, Cultural, and Humanitarian Organ. Then you have, like, the Disarmament and Security Committee. And then you have, like, uh, you can have smaller committees, like the High Commissioner for Refugees. And so you go in there, and you're assigned, like, a country, and then there's, like, two topics. Um, and then you just come up with solutions. You work with other people that are representing other countries and you mm. like present like 
that resolution. Sounds, that sounds super awesome. Yeah, that... I'm really into that kind of stuff. Really? Well, yeah, no, for real. Like one of my favorite classes I've ever taken was international politics. Awesome. Love that. Yeah. Um, but you know, I wish that like, cause in a in a model UN situation, like you have to come to a, a solution at some point. Whereas in real life, you know, sometimes there's like we'll hold it off mm -hmm. and the solution is never reached yeah exactly which sucks i would say that <laughs> some of the solutions that we've come up with in model un um probably would have been pretty bad for the international community <laughs> <laughs> like why like give us an example of one um well it, it's just it's funny because like model un has like two like there's like two areas of, of it like there's the general assemblies which are like where you actually can like do like or like debate like really cool stuff and it's like pretty realistic mm -hmm. and then there's the crisis committees and so yes. the crisis committees are where it gets like uh crazy mm -hmm. because there's like really no rules like you can pretty much do whatever you want um so i remember i was in a committee a crisis committee on uh, the u.n security council which is usually supposed to be like more along the realistic sides we were talking about like the venezuelan humanitarian crisis actually and we we like created two political parties and like the leaders ended up marrying each other to like come to a conclusion on like the issue and there's like there was like um different groups that were involved literally just trying to overthrow like the committee and it gets it just gets wild oh my god that um, sounds like some game of thrones shit right there yeah i was also in one on i like, was also the in game, game of thrones <laughs> yeah i was also they, but there are game of thrones committees like oh, there's, there's, damn. it, doesn't, it oh. doesn't have to be like about IR like it's just the idea the their ability to to come to like peaceful mm -hmm. resolutions okay yeah, that's yeah. super cool yeah, yeah. it's it's that. really interesting yeah I was never in any of the fantasy committees oh. um but there were like Harry I think there's been like a few Harry Potter committees, wow. oh. committees. <laughs> there's business committees like the board of like Apple and stuff and you wow. like yeah that's crazy yeah. I didn't even know oh, that's really that cool was, I was more of a GA delegate so mm -hmm. in the um in the general assemblies i feel like i feel like doing like a like a harry potter one would just like not work because i'm like honestly it's always been my dream to be in a harry potter really let's do harry potter let's do harry potter right now okay first expelliarmus yeah so you did all all those competitions all three years yeah um my second year was the year that i traveled like the most traveled to like eight conferences that year um which was intense um because the yeah, conferences run from Thursday to Sunday. So you would leave on a Thursday um, and then you're you're competing all day. Like it's you're nonstop. Wow. Um, and there were times when like you would have conferences back to back. So like I there was two times where I had three conferences back to back um, in the midst of like exams oh, and geez. assignments and, you know, other responsibilities. So it's it was it was a lot. But. I learned a lot about uh, IR and public speaking. So that's international yeah. relations for people who don't know. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I got you. Hey. Thank you, Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. There's like there's like a one acronym that's like IRPT and and it's let's say it's like international relations political theories and like mm. in my, the textbook I used kept referring to that. However, I did not read the part where it explained what that acronym stood for. Oh, so I was like, what the. F what the hell is I hate when that happens. What's Earth? What's Earth? Is, yeah. is that a word? Yeah. That's so funny. That was it was really cool. My um, well, at least my professor he he had majored in like um 
Middle Eastern studies. Like he'd been, yeah. he gone over there. He even spoke the language and everything. Wow. So like, that's just like I think that I feel like that's awesome. You know, yeah. I would totally want to do it because I'm like, I want to I want to save the world. Yeah, man. But also <laughs> save the world. But also, no one in the world wants to work with each other, so it'd be rather that's tough. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> it takes a lot of like negotiation and 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 people skills really. It's just a lot. When you're in those uh, conferences and those those things, those solution problems, like, what are the the pressures that you've learned that you've had to go through when you're in those situations? Man, because then you would have to go into real life situations for those yeah. reasonings. Um, knowing how to like, I mean, I just said this, like, knowing how to negotiate with people that have like really different ideas is probably like what have what have taken away from it. Because there was times where like. And of course, there's an element of like the competition, right? Because FIU is pretty well known on the circuit. Um, my second year, we, we got to number one out of like all of the schools. So like we beat out schools like UChicago and and Harvard and you know these really prestigious universities. And we're just like a public university from Ooh, you Florida, right? Harvard, yeah, yeah, man. Damn, yeah, fuck. Harvard, I don't, I don't man. think I could. I could be Harvard. Yeah, I'm built man. different. So. Oh, okay. All <laughs> I'm right. built different. Well, this, I don't even think Harvard wants to show itself. Man. Right, not, <laughs> not right that. now. Not, right, not yeah. with me. This year. <laughs> Thomas is oh, there. We'll, oh, we'll come back no. later. <laughs> yeah. Next year. Next year. And so there's an element of like being from a state school in Florida mm-hmm. and competing against people that are at these really, really prestigious universities. And so um, it's like you carry a chip on your shoulder, you know, yeah. and then people can be really mean mm-hmm. <laughs> during these conferences and it's i have because they're jealous you know yeah man i have some experiences where there's been what do they like yelling did they like yell crying. at you yeah that oh, happens what? All explain the time. explain explain elaborate elaborate um well i'll give you like an example of probably the worst time that i ever had a conference and this is not to discourage any of the listeners from doing model un because it's a great experience mm-hmm. but um it's really high pressure. There's a lot of pressure on like winning and, and mm-hmm. representing your school. And, and also it's just, you know, you work really hard on the research part of it. So um, you want your ideas to go through. But I was um, in a committee and I was just having a really bad time. Like um, I was with a partner and our partnership wasn't really working too well. And at on like the second day or the third day of the conference, which is like one of the most important days like friday and saturday of the conference are like the days where you have to go hard saturday is arguably more important every day go hard That's go what yeah. hard, hard every day but it builds up on each other <laughs> yeah, right yeah. and so we hadn't been doing well like the entire weekend and Oof. at this point i was just like desperate to get on a paper mm-hmm. um and i was i went up to like this delegate from west point which is the military um academy mm-hmm. and i was like listen like i had this idea like can you just like can we just work together on this um and and let me on the paper he's like you're flopping around like a fish out of water oh, oh my god. how does that feel oh my god he's an, he was an anime villain yeah he, he was, was like, so mean and i was like turned his head yeah and i just kind of stood up for myself i was like wow like that must say a lot about like who you are as a person yeah i'm, I'm just trying my best here and mm. you're just being a jerk like at least i'm not an asshole exactly <laughs> hit him with another anime yeah. so 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 question um do, do you have like what's your favorite kind of book do you have like a favorite book that hmm, that my, sort of my favorite book wow um Recently, it's been Michelle Obama's bio- autobiography, Becoming. Mm-hmm. Um, 
she like that book really just gave me a lot of confidence because you know she grew up south side of chicago um and went to two ivy leagues right Mm -hmm. and just overcame so many like things in her life and and i think what impacts me the most about her story is that you know she said at one she said this multiple times that she also says in her book is that like she's been at the table where all of these really big decisions are made and trust me they're not that smart Mm -hmm. and why that resonates with me so much is because i think especially as like oh female in international relations in this space um it can be challenging to kind of get the respect even if you're like an academic with like billions of years of of study um it still is mostly a male-dominated field Mm -hmm. especially like other other like less developed countries out there you know like they're super prejudiced against that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. yeah but so that's interesting so that inspired you yeah that's really cool yeah um she's awesome i love her Mm -hmm. (laughs) i see i thought she was pretty cool till she uh took took my my school lunch away you know you know yeah (laughs) they were were really giving us cheeseburgers and milk at 10 30 in the morning bro gross right (laughs) i think about that sometimes and like i remember like the cheese sticks were my favorite those those (laughs) went so hard those were so good not wrong oh my god oh my god that's why i was like i was like i'll never forgive you why would you 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 do this as long as as long as how dare you fight against obesity america how dare you take away my vending machine it's very it's very true it's very true we used to get like ice cream and like for roll-ups and fries like a kid ice cream remember the red little popsicle ones oh hell yeah that was that was also fire and then michelle goes here take an apple have some carrots (laughs) (laughs) with a side of ranch with a side of ranch yes that's right your meal is the carrots (laughs) what are you going to drink the condensation in the air Oh man, oh, yeah. that's, that's fantastic. Um, that's oh, but in, in actual, and you know, for real, for real, the Michelle Obama, you're a nice lady. You a real one? She a real one. Way more active than our current first lady. You know? Don't even get me started. Oh snap! Like I remember <laughs> Michelle Obama on Nickelodeon all the time. Like always interrupting my iCarly with like, "Hey, go outside and play." <laughs> like, no, why would I go outside when iCarly is on TV right now? <laughs> <laughs> and they had remember the worldwide day of play yes exactly oh so, yeah god. i was like did anyone do that though oh my god yes did and anyone... then they would actually have it where like they wouldn't even have a timer they'd just be like yeah go outside and play yeah they would they wouldn't even have tv on i think on that on that day they did have a good hour block of just yes. a, a picture saying go outside and play yes that's literally what <laughs> and, and know, i would flip the that... channel i'd be like Still? What? Oh, what? Is it telling me to do? All right, time to go watch Cartoon Network or something. Oh. Like, yeah. yo, Dad, is there something wrong with Nickelodeon? Like, we gotta call him up. Like, something's going on. Call up DirecTV. Come yeah. on, Nickelodeon. But uh, you know, it's just she was, she was pretty great. Um, and so, what what kind of like what what happens in your field that you're going into? Like, what what, what would your job be? Mm. Um, my dream job, I would say, would be working like at a development bank that like creates the programs mm. that like go into these countries um or at like they there's like private consulting firms like development consulting firms that also like are in charge of creating the programs and going in um so i think i mentioned this a little bit earlier so like i'm really interested in, in international education development so mm-hmm. like making sure that kids have access to quality education and that like 
especially like young girls like have yeah. access oh yeah for sure mm-hmm. yeah. that was another thing like like you you learn is like how how in these less developed places you know you know educating there's like such a low percentage of of, of education amongst women and mm-hmm. it's crazy and that's um you know i just that's also like a in, in my environmental science class i talked about that for yeah. like uh i forget what it was related to but yeah that's crazy you know here in you know like for first world countries and stuff it's we we don't think about it we don't you know it's just like it's natural to go to school um and when i went to cambodia and like got to speak with oh, like you went to cambodia yeah yeah that's what she was telling earlier i like, know where that what, is what were the places you oh, said Cam- uh, thailand cambodia and vietnam i know where uh vietnam mm-hmm. is but uh, geography is my Achilles heel. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't, I don't know. I don't That's know. where he kills it. I can. Oh God! I can tell you where Iraq is, and where China is, and Japan and America. Okay. Mexico. Okay. Canada. South so, so, Canada. Okay. South America. Okay. All right. All right. The continent. So, the continent like, of don't South don't America. Don't get so far. <laughs> You're doing good, Tommy. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, it's all but right. if it's you guys right. be like, "Hey, where's Arkansas?" I'd be like, "Ah." Oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm not really good with U.S. geography. <laughs> yeah. That's all. Um, like, so, yeah. so, so, so where is um, where where is Cambodia? The, yeah, the Cambodian <clears throat> Peninsula. So <laughs> all of all of those countries are in Southeast Asia. Okay. Um, and Cambodia was where we spent, like, we spent three weeks in Cambodia <clears throat> teaching English to students that were in their final year of teacher training college. So they wow. were about to graduate to become teachers. That's so awesome. Yeah. Um, and it was just, it was just so beautiful, like, asking them. At, on my last day of classes, like, I, I did an activity with them to, like, do a dream board. Um, and so, like, I you know, explained what the concept was and I just let everyone like go up to the board and write like what their dreams were. And I, you know, just reading what was on the board made me really emotional because it's like, I want to go and make sure that my students like can read or I want to be able to, you know, get a house for my family or I want to be able to, um, travel. And so for me, like, reading it, it's like, well, they have a lot of the same goals that, like, we have, right? Like, a lot of people want to want to say, like, yeah, like, I want to travel, or I want to be rich, I want to be a millionaire. Um, but just, like, talking with them afterwards and having them explain these things, it's like, oh, well, you know, like, a lot of a lot of children in Cambodia, like, are really poor, and, and so they drop out of school really young, or they just can't afford to go to school. Because um, you also, like, in, in, in some less developed countries you you really have to pay like all throughout like to go to school Mm -hmm. um and if it's free well you know you might have to pay your teachers a little bit extra to like get answers to to the quizzes or um to stay after school for tutoring so definitely um definitely kind of opened my eyes to to the realities of like Mm -hmm. educational inequality um and so my career would be kind of helping develop those programs um, and then implement them on the ground. So working with people on the ground in those countries, typically people that are local and that have understandings of the systems, um, and working with them on like capacity building um, yeah. and and resource sharing, information sharing. Um, 
So well, that's super cool. Yeah. What was so out of the, the you went to Thailand, Cambodia, and Vietnam. Vietnam. Mm-hmm. Which one of those places was your favorite? Cambodia. Cambodia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Out of the three, Cambodia is definitely the poorest. Um, oh. It's it's. I think it might be the poorest in all of Southeast Asia, like right after Laos, or maybe Laos is the poorest, but it's between those two. Oh. But I I think it was my favorite because I got to interact so much with mm-hmm. the locals there. Um, I made a really, really good friend while I was abroad, Soksan. Um, and she really just, like, showed me around, like, took me everywhere on, on like, the mopeds and just... The mopeds. Yeah. Yeah, they, um, yeah. Yeah, I feel like... I don't want to say nothing because, I, again, I don't, I don't know where Cambodia is exactly. So, but, um, yeah, that's, like... That's super fascinating. Yeah. Um, That's so cool. I, I want to go to Cambodia now. You yeah. should. Take, you should. Take, show Let's me, go. Show go me around Siem Cambodia. Reef. Yeah, go to Siem Reap. That's where, that's where I was. That's, that's what I was going to ask. Um, Can you take us to Cambodia? <laughs> I mean, definitely was a lot different. Um, you know, in terms of like... Um, infrastructure you know the roads are really crazy over there Mm. there's not uh, a lot of air conditioning in these we traveled a lot by bus um and so it would it's really really hot (laughs) um and so so i was traveling with a group of like maybe like 10 other students from fiu and so definitely some of my classmates were like uh this is like really i don't really like this like it's way too hot outside and um I don't know. I feel like the one thing I learned about people in Southeast, at least in the countries that I visited, was that they were very just like um, very humble. And and I say humble and 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 that they just like appreciated what they have, Mm -hmm. you know, like it was like, yeah, um, it's a poor country, but, you know, they really value their family. So the importance of like your your friendships and your family and like staying with your family and helping your family and um i thought that that was really beautiful and there seems to be like time isn't as important you know i feel like in the united states we're always on a timeline right it's like you go to school for for like until high school and then you go to work or you go to college and then after you go to college you go to school or you go to go into the job market or whatever and there's always like a pressure of like going from place to place going from like milestone to milestone um meetings back and forth it's just it's really like jam-packed right like the lives that we live here and while i was abroad like everyone just kind of took it easy like it i mean i don't want to say take take it easy because obviously people still work really hard but there's not i i didn't really feel a, a sense of pressure of like we have to be somewhere at 3 p.m. and like we have to we just have to right, like right. that's not the reality like you know it takes a lot longer to get to places um and so there's it, it's almost like i mean you just don't really have to worry that much about like the sense of, of time. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So coming back, I, f- I was like super zen, right? Mm-hmm. And my professor actually like told us, told us about this. He's like, yeah, like you'll be sitting in traffic, in Miami traffic when you get back and like it won't bother you. And then it wears off after a month, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but that was something that I really appreciated about just like the culture there. That um, is incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. fantastic stuff. Um, and uh, my... my what was I going to say? When now that you finished 
um, school. What has been now your your new goals as far as now that since we're in this pandemic, you know, what what altered that now? What yeah. you're working on now? Um, I'm kind of in 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 a space where I'm like trying to see what what happens. Um, I'm applying to jobs in in the field, right? So like in in development stuff that are primarily in DC. Um, so hoping that something comes from that. Um, and if not, then I think my plan is just to go to grad school, um, and kind of further my education and and get a, get a more specialized, like understanding of, of development. Um, and then I, I do really want to go abroad again. Um, I I feel like it's everyone that does development work, like really has extensive experience abroad. Um, and so if I could go, go back to Southeast Asia, that would be amazing. Um, or anywhere else really. So just kind of waiting, um, to see what, what comes next. Hmm. That's so cool. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of people <laughs> probably wouldn't want to go back there after like how, you know, cause I imagine it's rough, but yeah, that's like, you know, you're, you're for real about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, y- you know, I think something that I also learned was like the importance of learning about a country's history and like the culture before you, you travel there. Um, it makes the, the experience a lot more enjoyable because I feel like you, you go in with a little bit more respect of like for the people you go mm-hmm. with more respect for the country itself and, and its history. And, you know, the U S had a pretty tumultuous relationship with especially Vietnam and, yeah. and yeah. you know, later Cambodia during the Vietnam war. Um, and so being able, like learning about the tragedies that occurred there and then being able to visit yeah. those places. I mean, like we went to like the killing fields, like that were, you know, part of, of the, the Khmer Rouge, like genocide that killed, like, I want to say it was like almost a third of Cambodia's population. Yeah. They're, um, my, my history teacher also taught history of genocide and uh yeah that it's was that was that the i think there was a there's a pretty graphic picture he showed us of like just a pile of machetes yep you know yeah uh. so a pretty grim topic um topic of genocide but mm-hmm. i mean i say that because when i went and then and seeing those things i mean y- you leave impacted and and almost for me wanting to make a difference in the world and wanting to yeah. make sure that things like that didn't happen and um, there was like specifically attacks on like education and people that were educated. Um, yeah. and then of course, like Cambodia also has like amazing, like architectural and cultural heritage with like Angkor Wat. Um, and being able to go is just really, really dope. <laughs> I'm going to look up Cambodia right now. Cause I'm going to make sure I'm not like <laughs> totally mistaken. Uh, not Cambodia, Cambodia. Look at, look at this. They got like, I'm getting like avatar temples, you? you know, like like yeah, like, uh, <laughs> like like the kind of the vibe. Oh, yeah. Have you ever seen last Actually, Airbender? Temple, not Temple Run. Um, Temple Run. Temple Run. <laughs> the Angelina Jolie movie. Um, Tomb Raider. Yes, they shot it there. Oh, what? yeah, yeah. And I, I love went, me. I oh. went to the to the to the temple that she was. What? That, that was Angelina there. Jolie? I love Tomb Raider. Dude, I was just playing. Yeah, Tomb he was playing Tomb Raider when I got here. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, okay, so if I could give my snippet of advice, of, of wisdom, at my ripe 21 years, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I would say 
first, don't be afraid to advocate for yourself. Um, and like, what I mean by that is also know when it's okay to say no. Uh, I think that there's always a lot of pressure when, especially when you're like a young professional or starting your career or figuring out what's next is, you know, a little bit of a desperation to take whatever, whatever comes to you. Um, and to do that with a clear understanding of like where, where, if it's going to fit into like your, your broader goals, you know, not to stay so fixed in this idea of what you have planned that you, um, miss out on opportunities, but also know when, um, again, like when to say no. So advocate for yourself, advocate for your dreams, advocate for your goals, and don't let someone tell you that you're wrong for it. Um, number two would be to find, find what really makes you, I like to say what makes your heart sing, find whatever that issue area is for you, whatever that passion is. If it's, if it's the arts, if it's music, if it's, um, working with, you know, kids with disabilities, I don't know what that is. Um, but find it and use that to guide you. Um, I think, did I say three? I don't know. I don't remember, but I'm going to stick with those two because I talk a lot. So I'm just going to stick with those. Advocate for yourself and find what makes your heart sing. My name is Perina Valentina, and this was The Power of Four. If you're looking for a way to give back to your community right now, uh, please check out eLearning Amigos Tutoring. It's a free volunteer service that provides virtual tutoring to students K-12 in our community. You can find us on Instagram at eLearningAmigos. And now presenting the Westerlies. <laughs>